Wow, what a week in my life. Um, absolutely nothing happened for the Sabres, but that's okay, because sometimes Saberland is like, <clears throat> it's like a Beckett play, or a later Beckett play, um, yeah, waiting for anything, uh, including a reason to continue being a fan, but, uh, that's all right, um, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, you know, let's be honest, first of all, no one's listening to this, so it doesn't really even matter, but second of all, it's just, uh, I'm just doing these for fun, man, so, um, I'm also, I just decided now, effective, well, effective then, but now, henceforth, going forward, I decree <laughs> that, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to get rid of this stupid season zero thing, because it's like, I mean, I mean, it's, it's a good idea, um, I liked it, it was, it helped me feel, like, more comfortable when I started, but I also quickly realized, like, it doesn't really matter, so I'm just going to call this season, well, never, I'm just going to call this episode four, because, like, there's no point in seasons, it's the off season, so, um, <clears throat> this is episode four, I think, yes, of Saberland, um, and, uh, yeah, happy to be back. So, here we are, um, and I realized I haven't even introduced myself, but I don't care, uh, because, because I think it's, it's, it's kind of like, I, well, my, my, I've always had a theory of, <clears throat> uh, like, I could, things that are good, uh, explain themselves immediately, as, as soon as you, if, if, yeah, if something is worth being immersed in, it's immersive, upon your first experience with it, regardless of whether that was supposed to be the, you know, like, the first episode, or the first page, or the first whatever, um, it should be, it's the worth of a thing should show on every, in everything, um, so I, the idea being, you know, I might, uh, so I, I, I do do this sometimes if I'm, say, at, like, a, a Barnes & Noble, or, I don't know, some bookstore or whatever, um, I might just pick up the book and, like, read, a random page or a paragraph on a random page and just see if I like the, uh, like the writing. Um, which is not to say that I won't, probably the most frequent thing I'll do is, is open the, uh, first page and read the first sentence or the, you know, first paragraph, um, whatever. But, uh, but that, but like, that's, <clears throat> you can be deceived by a good opening of a book, for instance, because they know that they're like, you know, I'm sure, like, they know that that's, the, you're going to probably get 20% of your Barnes & Noble, Barnes & Noble purchases come from, like, a desperate son or father trying to buy some sort of a gift the night before a birthday or anniversary or holiday, and you just basically see if the first paragraph passes the, ticks the single, the box of the relevant, uh, occasion. <clears throat> so, point is, I feel cheated sometimes by openings of things, because you don't really know, but I, uh, I almost, I almost like reading, you know, let's just say the middle of, um, I don't know, maybe I could have picked up, uh, 
Moby Dick and just seen like there's a oh well this chapter is written like a play, um, but it would be interesting. Uh, well, for me it was because I I like I, I like that book, but um, you know the that's very different than Call Me Ishmael, which is still worth uh, embarking on 800 pages for. But I'm not going to get too much too. I'm not going to talk about Moby Dick anymore. Anyway. Um, I'm not going to bother introducing myself, but you'll see, I mean, okay, my name's Gordon, and you can see that through um, the iTunes thing, if that's, if you're, if you're going through iTunes to look, click on this, you can, I think, I, I mean, I, yeah, um, my name's there, but I, 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 the only people that might, I think, might listen to this are, already know me, um, well, maybe not, because, that, I mean, Zach Boychuk follows me on Twitter, uh, as I said, but um, uh, I'm sure he hasn't listened well, if you are, um, thank you, Zach. Um, wait, yes, Zach, sorry. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's no point. And also, who cares? Um, I like, I like the, I like the mystery of, 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 of podcasts, ones that I listen to, because it's not like, you know, let's look at like, uh, you know, WTF or something. Like, it's not like Mark Marin ever, yeah, he does like the 10 minute kind of opening, um, and just talks about himself, and you get to you get to know him, and it's cool. But it's not like he would have done that in the first episode; just said everything and whatever. Um, so I guess I'm trying to keep this, you know, topical somewhat as they occur to me, um, I guess. Uh, but you know, yeah, it's it's. I'm just not going to bother like trying to say anything <laughs> about me. Great, just very. That's that's just very good podcasting right there. So. Um, anyway, yeah, as far as the Sabres go, there's no, um, there's nothing directly with them, which is fine. They hired Bottrill, and I learned it is pronounced Bottrill, um, although I love his, I love his, his quote. He was asked that very question on, uh, GR, and he goes, uh, I think he said, well, it is Bottrill, but if, if you say Bottrill, like, I'm not really worried about it. He just, he's like, like, all right, cool, like, you're a cool guy, I like you. You're, uh, you're, 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 you're as un-Tim Murray as that could be, um, uh, so, but he, nothing is, nothing official has happened. I mean, I think they, maybe they announced they hired another guy or two, but the, I think, the, I know the Bills did, but, um, so I don't have any, there's no, there's no news, there's no news to kind of get into and update, and, uh, this is recording, right? Yeah, okay, it is. Great. Um, so, but I just felt like doing an episode, because I've had, like, a, I've had a, a rough and tumble opening to this week. Um, <clears throat> drama, like, at my workplace, at my house, uh, I suppose, not even all bad, um, but drama nonetheless, um, and so, uh, yeah, and I got, I got friends coming and going left and right, pell-mell, um, things happening, <clears throat> but not, but, yeah, but yet here, here I am again, just sitting in my room talking into my microphone, and that's that's good. I, that's it's it's I, it's okay. It's uh, <clears throat> it's um, it's it's uh, I'm taking a break from. Uh, I just decided that I'm gonna, or Adam and I are gonna write like a banger, um, and post it. So we're gonna finish that after I record this. But I figured I just wanted to hop on the mic because, yeah, it's I just. I, I just wanted to do it. Um, there's no, again, there's no, there's no, there's no direct Sabres news, but I definitely have some things I'm ready to say, um, or interested in saying that are certainly going to relatively quickly relate 
become relatable to the Sabres in general. But that's also the whole point of, I guess, this Saberland idea. Um, as I even said, kind of in my first episode here, of just uh, the, even the word Saberland at this point to me, it's like, well, if I if, again, if I went back home and talked about Saberland, people would know it's a rink. Well, it used to be a rink, and although again, I'm still not actually sure, certain if the Sabers actually play skated or uh, practiced there. Probably they did like one year, but and people who lived at the, you know at the same time that I did then would probably know that or that's relatively known in in, in western new york um collective memory but again it's i can't really like prove it to anyone who didn't know it already um which is just that's i mean how, how many things in life end up being like that like you uh something that's so real um and even shared to some people, uh, kind of unspeakingly, you would even just know it because in this case, you grew up in the same place and you drove by it and maybe it even has, you have some unique association with it in some memory, almost as I do. I mean, I only remember driving by it and being intrigued by the uh, sign, but I, it's not like there's anything else necessarily in that memory that I can now recall, but... But how many times in life is it that, are, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I guess I'm saying that it's a lot, uh, that where you, you know, if you just, you sometimes you just meet people and you have something in common with them that you can't even explain or, or point to or prove to anyone else, but you both know it. And, uh, and then you also meet a lot of people where no matter how hard you try and what you, what you do and say and show them or conversely, you, they, you know, you are shown by them. It's, it's just, you don't have the same connection or any connection. So um, but of course that's, you know, it's in, in, even just in terms of like sports, it's just, uh, that can happen because, uh, who can explain why you like a team? Um, I definitely, you know, for, for a few years there, uh, obviously we're in the, we're in the midst of as well of the NBA playoffs. I was watching some, I almost, I wanted to do an episode actually, I was almost, uh, inspired to do one on Sunday after the, um, game one of the Warriors and Spurs. Because I wanted to just talk about the like the idea of greatness in sports and how it's something that it seems so obvious but is also pretty interesting and I mean of course what even is exactly greatness but that's that's I guess what I'm going to talk about um, I didn't just because I had just done the other one like I guess I did that Friday night yeah I did it Friday night um, and posted and then it was just too soon to do another episode. But I, uh, I, I, yeah, so I didn't do it, but, um, it was an incredible game, obviously, uh, if you, if you know it, because, um, uh, basically the Warriors were playing horribly and were rusty because they'd been sitting for a long time and then, and got, and were down by 25 or so at half. Kawhi Leonard gets hurt and then the Warriors kind of shake off their rust and just dominate, uh, the second half and win, um, and actually got into all this because I was going to talk about LeBron, but I'll, I'll get there in a second, but, um, but it's like the Warriors have just have great players and then, and then nothing players. Um, but even, even in the bad, you know, with a horrible half, the Warriors can just overcome ev anything seemingly <laughs> and just, uh, it's like Curry and Durant and Green and Thompson are just like unstoppable. And that sort of, you know, greatness, um, which in this case is even, is, you know, talent, but also just yeah, I mean, like, there, there are players that I would call great in any sport that don't even necessarily have to be super talented. They're just, 
that get stuff done. Um, like, you know, Chris Drury might be, I think is a good example of that in, in hockey and Sabres. Um, because it's like, he was never, you know, he was never would have been the most skilled in any particular aspect of hockey or, 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 um, but yet clutch guy scored, scored goals when he needed them. And it's like the goalie who just, it's like probably the best knock you could give on Leonard, um, <laughs> who my dad hates with a, with a passion of a thousand sons. My dad hates Robin Leonard and it's stupid, but my dad also once compared Chad Johnson to Dominic Hasek. So, um, I don't know, he doesn't really have a great memory for hockey. Anyway, um, uh, Leonard is like, you know, you, you look at his overall stats from the year, fine, like, d you know, d decent, you know, good average goalie. Um, but literally didn't make one save in a shootout this year. Seemingly also just gave up goals at bad times, which is probably not entirely his fault. I mean, like, um, because it's, if he doesn't get goal support, then it's like, it's, you know, those saves are more critical, but he, he you know, um, he wouldn't, he, 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 how, man, it's just, he wouldn't always do that. He'd give up, you know, a goal in a 1-1 or 2-1 or 2-2 game, like late in the third, he'd just like give up a weak goal. And it's like, well, okay, that's, we lost. And I don't want to blame you because you otherwise played okay, but it's like, we needed a save there. Um, anyway, that, all I'm saying is he doesn't have that. I don't think Leonard's great by any stretch, but he certainly is one, the, one, the, the top reason he isn't is because of, um, timeliness or something or, or, uh choosing his spots for better play. Um, but, uh, getting, but, but uh, yeah, so, so and the Warriors, oh, well, the Warriors are interesting in a couple ways, but, um, as far as more so for like, um, for LeBron, I used to, you know, it's, it's, I think it's always fascinating when someone comes into any, any major sports league and they're that level of phenomenon. Um, LeBron is probably unlike anyone else that has ever, I've ever seen in my life, but, um, you know, Crosby certainly had that level of, I mean, as far as hockey can can manage, he had that level of hype, you know, before entering the league. You know, he was one of the few 16-year-olds to ever make it. Um, and most of those guys have, have gone on to be tremendous players. Um, but I'm pretty sure, I think Jake Bo, or Jay Bomeister did that. And, you know, he's had a very serviceable and solid, more than serviceable, very solid NHL career. But he was never, you know, I mean, I got a, I, I once had a, um, you know how in like old hockey play, hockey card packs, you could periodically, well, sometimes you could get like a, a little jersey or a, a card with a piece of jersey in it. The only time that ever happened to me was like, I got a Jay Bomeister, like medicine hat tigers jersey piece. Or what, is that where he played? He might've played in Kelowna. No, I think he was a, or was he a red deer? I don't know. He was, he was one of those sort of like, I think Midwestern Canadian teams, um, and also, for that matter, this jersey might have even been just like a like a Team Canada World Juniors thing. In fact, I think it was. Well, at any rate, um, but he was being you know hyped as like the next Bobby Orr. Like, well, okay, great. Um, certainly didn't become that, but um, but it was whatever. Uh, he he's, he's had a very good career. And anyway, um, you know, Crosby came in and. It's amazing that the Sabres actually had as good a chance to win that lottery as the Penguins, but didn't. And then we picked Merrick Zagrapan. Uh, I think I think one one of these days I'm just gonna I'm just gonna write a list of names and just say hockey player names. It's my favorite thing to do is to remember and say hockey player names. Um, in fact, I'll have something to do with that uh, in a relatively up soon episode, I believe. 
Um, but yeah, we picked Marek Zagrapan, who I think he played one season in Rochester, but never made it to the NHL, not even for like a game. Um, yeah, he was like, cause yeah, he was like a couple of those guys that they, that Darcy picked just didn't work out. I, you know, we had to, he had to pick a center, um, because it's what we, we really, we, we just didn't have any in the pipeline. So it was, you know, it was, it was a risk or whatever. It was a, can't blame him for trying, but, uh, it did pick did not work out. But uh, anyway, Crosby came in, and um, of course, his level of the hype train kind of goes in a number of ways. Like some people, if you got, if you win the guy, if you get the big fish, it's you know, it's it's change changes your in terms of sports, it's life changing. It's a life changing, miraculous event. Obviously, we've, Pittsburgh's gotten two cups out of it, tremendous amount of success, um, built a new arena, and it's great. You know, good for the Penguins. Um, and of course, having you know, getting Malkin the year before, is uh, helps too. Um, but of course, whereas Ovechkin, um, things have not gone as well for the Caps, at least in the playoffs. But that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, and of course, as as we all remember, like the McDavid Eichel the year was insane. Um, and it's funny; it would have been funny to see if if Jack could have been if 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 he had if that had, if he had been the only one. Um, well, if there, let's just say that if there had been, if McDavid had been a year older or younger, um, if it had, you know, it would be interesting to see how that year, the whole 2015, oh, and I said 2015 for Zagrapan, of course that was 2005, um, because 15 was Eichel. Um, yeah, it would be interesting to see how that would have gone if Jack had been the only, you know, because as, as, even just a few years out, we can see that, like, um, Marner is great. The number of the guys from that 15 draft were incredible. And yet, of course, well, and here we are again, like we could have had, um, oh, I always forget which one, but whoever Ottawa picked with that, the pick that we traded for Leonard. I mean, we went into that draft with three picks and ended up with one. Now, Eichel's great, sure. Uh, I'm not complaining, but it's just, it's, Tim Murray just, what a disaster. Um, uh, I do. I actually want to say more. I'm comparing the NBA to the NHL, which I will get back to the the Nets and asset management, <laughs> because Tim Murray is a huge example of horrible asset management, but not as bad as what the Nets are doing right now. Um, but I do want to get, finish and say a little bit more about greatness, which is that. Uh, so anyway, it goes a number of ways, as I said. Like, although McDavid is being basically banished to Edmonton, that no one hates him because he's a. He's just the most fun player I've ever seen to watch play hockey. Um, actually, well, yes, continued. I do want to say that I watched uh, one of the Frozen Four games a couple years ago when Gostas Bear was on, like, did he go to Union College? Is that right? Um, it was, and it, it, it might have been the finals, but it certainly, worst case, it was the it was actual Frozen Four. I'd never heard of Shane Gostas Bear, um, but he played the best game I've ever seen a defenseman play of hockey. Um, he was I, he, skating all over the ice, passing off the boards to himself around guys, like spinning and just like making insane just passes to his teammates and score a goal. I think I just never, that was the most fun thing I've, like, I've, I've seen in hockey wise in years, just watching him like fly all over the ice. Um, I just have to put that out there. Uh, anyway, uh, but McDavid is the best. I mean, he's just, he's no one else is like him. Um, now we'll see how that, you know, what kind of career it's ultimately going to lead to. Obviously he's tremendous success early on. I mean, he's just, he's unreal. Um, whereas, you know, Eichel has 
almost comparable speed, although a different type, I mean, in terms of, like, straight line speed, they might, they may be comparable, but Michael's a different, I mean, he's more kind of physical and uh, puck protection, um, and plays at a much slower pace, but deliberately, but he plays a whole different style. Um, but he might, but I also think, I'd be interesting to see what Eichel does if, if and when the Sabres ever get to the playoffs, because McDavid would okay, um, but I don't know if his is a, quote, playoff type of hockey, which I hate that, that it's different, but it is. They don't call any penalties now, any, and certainly in the playoffs. They barely call things um, anymore, but, I, but a guy who's, like, small and crafty, um, if I could call, if I can call him that, um, is, that's not always going to work. I mean, well, he, you know, having, like, a, having a Lucic on your wing might help and might mitigate that, but whereas I think Eichel can play... I think his style may hold up better in the playoffs, but, I mean, it's all hypothetical because he hasn't even made it, and McDavid has. So, oh, for now, like, it does, you know, Conor McDavid is clearly the better playoff player. But uh, anyway, um, I find it, I just find it interesting how, and, of course, I guess I, guess I could, well, I quote, should hate Austin Matthews, and, of course, I can't because he's a not phenomenal, like, guy to watch play hockey. Um, but because he's, because the Leafs got him and I only hate Leaf fans, not the Leafs. I can't, they're a fun team to watch. It's almost like how the Yankees right now are, despite being the Yankees, well, no, well, yes, I mean, I, I can't, I could never root for the Yankees at all, um, but especially not with Chapman back as their closer, which is horrible, but they do have a couple guys that are really like Aaron Judge is, how can you not like him? And, uh, it's, it's too bad that the Yankees have a couple likable players right now, but, um, you know, some teams, you know, I, I, it's like I should hate the Leafs, but I, I can't right now because they're just, they're, they're fun, and the, the guys on their team are fun. Um, but at any rate, it's, it's, uh, I guess it could be, it could, it could, I could, I could hate him, but I, I, I don't. Um, but there is that perception out there in hockey, and some players, um, you know, some, some, it seems that there are some people for whom, like, the more, the more your own fan base loves you, the more everybody else hates you. You know, and so and to get back to to LeBron, it's like um, it was kind of, it was just interesting, kind of tracking his. If we if now in 2017 we can kind of look at the course of his career, because um, he came in and what was it 03, um, you know, and no one had any reason to like kind of dislike him, and but of course it took him a while to find real success, because of course then the Cavs would start making it to the finals, like conference finals or finals, like every year. Um, but not win, and it looked like he was kind of Ove the Ovechkin of the NBA. Like, okay, this guy is clearly great, but how good is he? Because he can't lift his team, which is an, always an unfair thing to say, I think. But um, that was that be that was becoming the narrative, and then and then famously left for took his talents to Miami, and that and of course, and I hate. I mean, I didn't even follow the NBA at all then, but I watched that stupid special on ESPN, and I hated him with a, such a passion. Um, for I mean needlessly, but I did, because I just thought, like, well, screw this guy, um, if he's going to do that and act like that, um, and it was very fun to see him lose in his first year with the Heat, but then, like, he won one, he won, like, his next year, and it was like, oh, fine, you know, whatever, it was inevitable, and then I think they won, then, did they win the next year? I think so, and then I feel like they might have, if, he, I think he ended up losing, I think he won two out of three instead of, like, the seven that he guaranteed, and then, and then came back to Cleveland. And then that's where he gets interesting because it's like he stopped being 
the selfish guy who went who left the Rust Belt to go to Miami, um, which you know that's also part of why I probably was so upset because even though I I can never like anything Cleveland does, um, but I, they're still they're just like a gross brother uh, <laughs> because it's like yeah they're just sort of like well they're there and they kind of like need a no they I just don't really I can't really they're not even a brother they're like yeah I guess whatever. Um, no, they're like a gross, stinky dog that you like adopt, but can't be kind of loving, grudgingly support it, even if he can't really like it because they're basically, the point is they're the same as Buffalo, same boat. Um, except now they've won something, but, uh, um, but it was definitely like hurtful that LeBron would be another person to say like, you know, well, I'm going to Florida because it's better than the Northeast. Well, or, you know, the, the Rust Belt, um, but so he did that. Then he came back, and that was really where he became interesting to me because he, you know, and then he really started to learn about how now later on in his career he's doing all this he's tremendous, you know, uh, social work. Uh, he's very involved in society. Campaigned with Hillary in Ohio. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, it, it's like he, he, he sends in these initiatives to get and get kids to read. He sends people to school, like. I mean, he's great. He's turned into like, he's just like such a likable person to me now. And th just incredible to watch because he's, I mean, he's played, well, he's going to seven straight finals, which is just completely unfathomable for two different teams. And uh, finally won. He won, he won a title for Cleveland. Um, and r rather, they, they, and also it's worth noting, I mean, they did, they built a good team around him. I mean, they, you know, but, uh, but they came back from three one against the Warriors, and uh, and it's 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 yeah, and it's because of course they meant because in in building a team it wasn't just LeBron, but it's it's whereas like the first year that they played, it really everyone else was hurt on the Cavs, so it really literally was LeBron versus the Warriors. Granted, they the Warriors didn't have Durant then, um, but it was fascinating, and uh, so I've so yeah, I mean I've what have I what have I done here? I've said a lot about the NBA and. I guess the Sabres, it's in the, in terms of how to bring this back to the Sabres, it's like they grew, I grew up watching the team with Hashik, the greatest, possibly, and certainly arguably, the greatest goalie of all time. Not in a statistical sense. Um, and so I wonder actually how Hashik would be regarded, well, I mean, he had two straight years of like sub 2.0 goals against or something, which is completely unreal, um, his heart seasons. Um, but I, I don't think you could even, a, 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 a Hashik could not even be produced in today's like hockey world, um, because he seemingly had no formal training, uh, which so many hockey players that come up now, they're just, they've just been programmed like into, they're just all so technically sound. Um, guys who make the NHL just like don't have that many flaws in their, their games anymore, it seems, or it's just rare to have. Whereas even like I just you know it seemed like fifteen years ago or or more or twenty years ago you might have like some guys who I have no idea how they even got here um, and you could just you, know, you could see that but then they're still bad teams but it's not because people like don't know the fundamentals of this of the sport um, they're, everyone's so coached and both in terms of you know the intellectual side of the game and physical stuff um, or skill stuff like every player has had m like hundreds of coaches in their in his lifetime and he gets there 
So as a fan, I grew up watching this goalie who could stop anything with any part of his body at any point, um, but also was a madman uh, and did just quit on the Sabres. But I mean that 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 happens, and I know whatever I know that's fine. But uh, but I also was totally biased. I just grew up accepting that the Sabres will have like kind of not great teams of skaters, and then like a ridiculous goalie who should stop everything. And we can win every game 2-1 or 3-2 or whatever. Or 1-0 or 2-0. Um, and it almost won us a cup. Didn't. But uh, then, you know, after he left, it's been this sort of void. And then it was weird with the two years after the first lockout of just... I mean, Miller was fine. He was a rookie. Um, but, you know, of course, very different style of goalie. But he wasn't even... Didn't even reach his peak yet. But that was a fast skating team. Scored a lot of goals. Unlike anything I've ever seen. But then they couldn't hold it together and blew up. Now, I guess, well, we'll see what Bottrell is going to go for. Um, hopefully, it's the sort of later LeBron type. Um, we're not going to be the Cavs because we don't have, you know, the Leafs could become the, I mean, the Leafs could become the Warriors, not the Cavs. Um, Leafs have that look where they've got, they've got a bunch of guys. But the Sabres, I think, could become, I mean, we, we certainly have the potential for some guys. Um, I'm a little down on it, I guess, after this year, but, uh, but I think we have, we have more like what might we call, what I could call like a Cavs model of like one complete superstar that everything revolves around, but then some very, very good, hopefully, pieces around him. Um, whereas, as great, well, I mean, it's, it's, we've only seen one full season with the, the Leafs in their current kind of mode, but but I feel like as, you know, as great as, as, as like it's hard to make a case that any one of those guys on their team is better than the other by a, a lot. Like, um, just as you can't really say who whether Kevin Durant is better than Steph Curry, um, you could say they're both better than Green and Thompson. But who are but but um, but whatever. But you could like you. I can't. I'm not really sure. I could say that like um, you know Matthews is better than. Marner, who is better than um, Nylander. I think I said before. I think Nylander is my favorite of them. But they're all, but they're all different, or or just enough different that it doesn't even matter because they're all great. But um, but I don't really know that they ever. They don't even need to have the team completely revolve around one guy because they're all. I mean, that may well be Matthews because it's remains to be seen. But I for, I I I doubt um, whether. I don't think Sam Reinhardt, even if he, no matter, what, no matter what he may or may not develop into, he, he's never going to be a focal point type player. I mean, I think he's, I think he could be a, a phenomenal hockey player, but he's just, he's not going to be like the the star the way that Eichel is and wants to be, clearly. Um, I don't think, I don't even think Reinhardt wants that type of glory necessarily. I think he, um, I mean, you know, I, I think he's just a different kind of guy. He's a, he's a supporting type player but potentially an elite one, I think. Um, so, whereas, like, the Leafs seem... I mean, it just, I, mean I, I don't know I have to... It has to compare the Sabres and Leafs, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but we'll see. But they, I mean, and, and, and well, and, and of course, then the Oilers are interesting, too, because it's like Dreisaitl was, was, was incredible in the playoffs this year. Um, are maybe even better than McDavid. He certainly got one more year experience, um, not playoff wise, but, um, yeah. So, uh, I guess, I guess I'm just, I'm, I'm, I would like to have 
I would like there to be greatness uh, in my Sabres, like in a player like a center who, which hopefully we've got really. I mean, and I think we, I mean, I think we do. Um, but the type of player who can change a game by scoring the goal versus defending it. And, uh, that was what I grew up with. Um, and it, well, again, it almost got us a cup, but didn't. So yeah. Um, and then of course, you know, poor Spurs because, uh, not that they had a chance anyway, but they were playing really well, and they were leading at half, with, and then Leonard got hurt. And then it's like, well, you're, 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 you're toast, because you build your team around your guy being healthy. Um, obviously, I mean, <laughs> obviously. But, um, of course, they fold. I mean, and, and Parker's already hurt, so of course the Spurs just, they had no chance um, for, to even even keep it close, well, let alone keep that lead. Um, so they lost game one. They got blown away last night. So... So I didn't talk about that. I didn't do my episode on Sunday, but I did it here on Wednesday. And, and uh, yeah, um, I would like, uh, maybe I'll save my asset management talk till the actual NHL draft. But essentially, I think I will, but that's okay. Um, uh, yeah, because as, you know, as we get closer to the NHL draft, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be interested because I actually have, I haven't done the time. I'm, I'm, I need to do a little more research on who's actually draftable, and and I actually yeah, and the and the expansion draft I think I I, I think that's a cr- terribly fascinating thing to think about, um, one that I'll certainly I'll want to get into probably more as we as it comes closer, but um, but essentially, the the Nets the Nets won the draft lottery last night, but they don't have their own first round picks like for another at least if one more year after this. And they didn't, they didn't even protect, they didn't lottery protect it, they didn't do anything. They traded, like, four years of first-round picks for one year of, like, Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, who were just ancient. And it's like, what, what, what stupid, stupid asset management. Um, again, maybe if you had done that for, yeah, if you were trading for, uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh, not that we would have been, the value would still have been off, but if you were trading for a LeBron figure, um, or type player, then that would have been different. It's kind of like how, um, if you think, man, it's crazy to think now, but like if, the, if Darcy had had, he was in a tough spot, um, in, in 2007, but, uh, partly of his own making, but not entirely. Um, but he lost Briere, he lost Drury, and then the Oilers signed Vanek to that huge offer sheet and we matched it and, and lost five five years of first rounders, many of which were first overall picks. I mean, imagine right if how different the, would the landscape of the league be if we had drafted um, Taylor Hall, Nugent Hopkins, Yakupov? Um, maybe we would we have still had Yakupov. I think he was yeah, because I guess it would have been. I think it would have been two thousand eight through like eleven. So I forget I forget exactly how those align. Um, now that's assuming that all the records were the same and the Oilers were still awful with it, with, a, with Vanek on their team and no, it's just, it's interesting to think about because we also, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have gotten Eichel, but maybe we would have gotten McKinnon or something instead of, you know, Ristolainen or whatever. I don't know. It, it's all hypothetical, but, um, that was, that was some bad, but I, but I, but Regeer was in a tough spot because he'd already lost both of his captains, two of the most popular players in reason very since Hashik for sure and on the best teams easily since Hashik um 
and we're all gone. And Vanek had had a huge year, like 40 goals, 80 points or something in his second year in the league. Um, but, but that was not a guy you build a team around. Um, familiar refrain in Buffalo. Uh, it's like, I mean, it was like the Bills, you know, it's like, it's like if your big move in the offseason is like signing a huge receiver and not having a quarterback to th- or drafting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Sammy Watkins. It's the same thing. It's trading up and trading for a wide receiver when you don't have a quarterback to throw to him or an offensive line or, or to protect the, that quarter, said quarterback or all those myriad issues that we all know about. But the Nets just, I've never seen anything so bad in my life. And, and the Celtics, meanwhile have a shot to go into the NBA final. They're not going to beat the Cavs. But again, you think about the, like, look at, I mean, the, the Celtics are still playing and they're going to pick first. Um, I mean, again, it's, it's such an outside shot, but imagine if a team won a championship and picked first in the draft because of some smart trades and, uh, the Celtics have a chance, but they, you know, they're going to add, they're going to be adding a, the best, I mean, wh- whoever they want and, th- and, and possibly the best player in the draft. The only time we'll really tell that, of course, but and that's why drafts are interesting. But it's crazy. Um, and the Nets, meanwhile, are just going to continue to be awful for, I mean, another another many many years. Although I think they did trade for one first round, like Washington's first round pick, but it'll be like you know twenty something overall. So no, yeah, you never know. But I'd rather pick first than twentieth. So. Yeah, but I'll I'll talk more draft stuff. I think as we go, that's always been my favorite thing. I have I'm just a, I'm I'm such a sucker for something about the the overall narrative of like developing a person or a thing into something. Um, so in sports, you know, drafting a young player with potential and developing that and having him turn into something and then reaping the rewards of that. That's such a I'm such a sucker for a story like that where things have been dragged through the coals of misery it maybe but things have just been proven to be you know to, to be valuable after time um true love waits as the uh as tom york reminded us once um that's uh, not really i don't know what that means um or or maybe you don't have to wait if you draft someone who's really good but um that's the buffalo in me talking about uh things you can't be a buffalo fan Unless you, t- unless that's what you make yourself believe that if you just wait around long enough, things will come around and be better. That's just the Buffalo way. Um, so some part of me is just always going to believe that. And uh, but but where it come where that like kind of comes to a head there is 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 it's magnified in in a thing like the draft. Um, you just but it's it's also it's also the most hopeful time of year. Um, for me, because unlike say free agency, where it's maybe it's much clearer if you're if you're throwing away your team, um, potentially, um, you can tell that quicker. But uh, the draft, there's, you're not even going to know for like more many more drafts will have come and gone before you really can know whether it was successful or not. So you can't not can be be happy about it. Well, you can, but uh, I'm always excited around draft time. So. Um, Man, I have a couple more. I have there's a lot. Um, I didn't even I didn't even talk about my relegation idea. Basically, I think it'd be hilarious if if just somebody came up. Maybe the, maybe let the players union agree on a ranking one through third. Well, one through thirty one now of all NHL cities. And you know, it's, this is based on how like in the English Premier League, um, like the top the bottom two leagues of the top two teams of the top league will be relegated every year, 
and the top two of like the lower league um, and, all, and so forth all the way down um, are promoted. So there's, in, it's, you know, success or, or failure is incentivized with legitimate um, consequences. And uh, it's a very different way of running leagues than we have here because imagine, you know, if, the, if, 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 the, if in the AHL, if like, say, the San Antonio Rampage, I think that's their name, won the Calder Cup, and then they just replace the Winnipeg Jets um, or the Colorado Avalanche. Like, imagine the Avalanche just have to play in the AHL. For, it'd be awesome, for one thing. Um, but San Antonio is not, is not exactly an NHL town. Um, as much as I'd love to see the Syracuse Crunch playing like the, uh, the Sharks, uh, it's just not going to happen. But, uh, so, but instead of that, I think I propose modestly that the NHL should rank all 31 cities, and at the end of every season, you just move the teams to the city that corresponds with their ranking. The point, so what, what, what would end up happening is every year the best team would be, like, in New York, clearly. Um, but, but, I, but like, and then, and, and if you lose, the incentive to the players and the, the organizations would be, I don't want to play in Edmonton. I don't want to finish last. Don't send me to Arizona. Well, maybe Arizona. No, my, my Arizona's fine, or Phoenix. Don't send me to Winnipeg. Oh, I don't want to go to Calgary. Yes, I do want to play in New York or Brooklyn, um, even though the Barkley Center is garbage. But, uh, and I, I, no, maybe I should have, maybe I should have actually d done this rank. Maybe I'll do that next time as I'll, I'll try to put some work in, in, and or thought into this before I do it. And I'll actually rank the cities. But I think the other thing that's funny about thinking about this is that I would be curious, even I suppose just from a sociological, um, point of view or perspective to see what, what the, what the consensus ranking would be. And I think, I feel like Forbes does some sort of thing like this every year they ask players for like a a rating and or maybe it's one of those stupid things um i think it is forbes actually but uh this would actually be for like because i actually think buffalo might do well because it's a passionate market it's very affordable for your family schools are fine you have wegmans and uh you can focus on hockey and your family will be will be pretty happy there i mean we've seen a number of players um who've begrudgingly been traded or come to the Sabres some under, well, I guess you have to be traded. Um, and then like they end up living there because they, they like it. Um, so I actually think Buffalo might do well. And I should also say that I believe firmly that through the league's influence, East East, East, the closer East you are, the more favorable you'd be, favorably you'd be ranked just because you could be on TV. But really was the impetus behind this was how do I get Connor McDavid out of Edmonton, um, and playing in the East. So like, the Oilers obviously would have been would upgrade to like I don't know St. Louis or something next year because they did well enough, um, but they're not they're not really in the big time yet. So I just long for the day where like the Brooklyn Sabers are playing at home against the New York Oilers on a Saturday night, and I can walk down to the Barclays Center and wear my Sabers jersey. Um, I think it's a great idea, but it won't obviously happen. Finally, one other idea sports wise that I had, which I thought was which I was very proud of, um, was uh, that in the NBA playoffs to combat because it's the most point. It's, this is the, this must be the most pointless NBA playoffs in history because everyone knew that the Warriors and Cavs would meet in the finals, and they will. And I don't even think, and the Warriors are not going to have lost a game. Both teams will be undefeated by the time they get to the finals. Um, also, the Warriors are probably going to sit for like two weeks because the I think the East is only starting tonight right with the Cavs and Warriors I mean Cavs and um Celtics 
and then the Warriors are already up 2-0 in their series. It's insane. So I think what should happen, it should have been, I think, well, we could have just, uh, maybe I don't know, maybe the logistics of this are difficult. Really what they should have done is by the time we got to this stage, um, the Warriors could just pluck the best players off, the Warriors and Cavs could, could respectively pluck the best players off of their off their respective opponents' rosters. So Isaiah Thomas could go on to the Cavs. Um, uh, 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 Leonard and maybe Parker, maybe Ginobili could join the, the Warriors, um, health you know, notwithstanding. And then you could just have like a best of 15 series. Like how epic would that be? Like first team to win nine games wins the series. I'd watch that. I'd watch a month of daily matchups between the war- Warriors and Cavs, just the ultimate NBA final of all time. And, 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 and similarly, in each preceding round, um, you should have been able to form a sort of like Voltron or whatever you'd call it, or devastator of, of team, because you, like, if you win, you get to take whatever player you want off the, the team you've beaten. Now, there's an incentive, because also think about how desperately... And maybe if you're, you know, maybe if you're like, um, you know, you're Damian Lillard, instead of claiming that he would have beaten the Warriors in six games, he could have been like, I want to join the Warriors. I'm blowing this series. So he loses intentionally um, and then just gets plucked up by Golden State and his fortune's made because now he's going to win instead of being stuck in Portland. Um, also, um, although really this whole thing would just incentivize losing. Maybe not, though, because also you... You know, you all, but once you're on the Warriors, which will just become a 15-man super team, the likes of which no one has ever seen before, and you'd have to play so hard and so well to stay on that team, it would be an honor. But it would just be guaranteed. And, and, and actually, before long, we would just have the Warriors and Cavs would just meet every year in the finals. Just, and they would also just double as the all-star teams. But the thing is, if you, if you do beat them in a game, you, you get to start taking their players. So that's my theory. And really, yeah, we should just, we just in, in fact, scrap the entire postseason. Let's just do a best of 30 Warriors, Cavs, Sunday night, <laughs> just 8 o'clock, TNT or ESPN. I'm there. I would watch it. So that's just me. Um, uh, what, what are we doing for time? Uh, this is a long one. Yeah, well, you know what? That's 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 plenty. Um, I I don't even know how much hockey I've talked, but it's okay because it's just it's it's in Saberland. It's all good, you know. We're just talking sports and having fun. Um, yeah, I think I think this is I think this episode's been okay. Um, it's funny when I did the last one, I just felt like I had I felt like I had no energy at all, and I listened back and I was like, oh, this is okay. It's fine. Um, I mean, in terms, I just like I guess I was I could I sounded all right. Um, I feel like I was stuttering a lot, and I, oh, my throat was acting weird, so I kept, like, coughing, sort of, but, um, and I feel like I might be getting a cold now, too, but I, um, I, I don't know, I just have, I've had more, actually, like, on my mind. What was going, oh, yeah, well, Friday was a crazy day, but that's when I recorded that, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, lots of stuff coming and going in my personal life, but that's okay. Um, it's just... Just another day in Saberland. So, uh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. All right. Um, that's it. Uh, 
I don't know. I'll do another episode. Maybe one. Uh, no, I'm going out of town this weekend, so it's probably gonna be it. Maybe I'll I'll be back. I'll be back by like Monday in town. So maybe I'll do one. I'll do one coming up soon. So. All right. Uh, I hope you and if you're watching, I guess I guess I. Oh, what? Someone's playing tonight, so maybe I got to go watch a little more. Oh yeah, the Penguins are playing now, so I'll go check that out. But uh, I can hear somebody walking in my building, and I don't know who it is. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening to episode four of Saberland. I'll see you soon. Bye.